declarative, imperative, interrogative, exclamatory. Declarative, imperative, interrogative, and exclamatory. For anyone who's finished grade school English, you of course remember that those are the four types of sentences. And for some of us, it's been a while. It's been a while for me, I had to go on Google just to remember them. I know two, but I didn't know the other two. We know that every sentence can be categorized as one of those four. A declarative sentence makes a statement, makes a declaration. An imperative sentence gives a command. An interrogative sentence asks a question, and an exclamatory sentence makes an exclamation. I mentioned that this morning on this Gaudete Sunday, this Rejoicing Sunday, because I want to remind us that every time this word, rejoice, is used in scripture, in the liturgy, in music, it's being used actually as a sentence. But which one? It's being given as a command. It's an imperative sentence, in fact, that we are being mandated, commanded, told to rejoice. To rejoice in what? Well, it should be obvious enough to rejoice in the coming of Christ at Christmas. That in our opening hymn this morning that we sang, we sang this verse, salvation is drawing near. Salvation is drawing near. So who is it that we're rejoicing in? Well, of course, the coming of Christ. But isn't it interesting, right, everyone, that we would use this word or see this word or understand this word of rejoicing as a command, as a mandate? And it's not just an invitation or a suggestion. That is something that we as a Christian people are being instructed to do, mandated to do, commanded to do. Now, why is that interesting? I always find it interesting, right, that rejoicing would be used in that way. And here's why I find it interesting. For me, joy is something that comes and goes, right? It's a mood that I sometimes have, sometimes don't have. It's a sentiment I sometimes have, sometimes don't have. It's an emotion. But that understanding of joy, I think is far, 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 far missing what true and authentic Christian joy is. Now, what do I mean by joy being a mood or emotion, a feeling or a sentiment? Well, let me put it this way. When things are going well out here, things then go well in here. When life is going well around us, when the circumstances of life are joyful, and oftentimes I can't control what happens out here, when that's going well, then things are going well here. That is not true, authentic Christian joy. That's simply matching our emotions with what's going on around us. So this morning, I think it's worth asking the question on this Gaudete Rejoicing Sunday to say, okay, Father, then what is it? 
If it's not a feeling, a mood, a sentiment, or an emotion, what is true and authentic Christian joy? Three simple points. Number one, true authentic Christian joy, everyone, is rooted in not things that change, like our moods. True authentic Christian joy stands on the foundation of God. And God is unchanging. And he's unchanging in all sorts of ways, but he's unchanging first and foremost in his love for you, in his love for me. That's a reality that doesn't change. Yeah, we get moody. God doesn't. So true joy finds its source in standing on the foundation that God is unconditionally in love with me. It stands on that foundation. And not only does it stand on that foundation in some kind of abstract way, but that God also then lives in me through baptism. (laughs) That he is present in me through the sacrament of baptism. That he's alive in me through that reality. Point number two. Scripture, everyone, classifies joy as a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Right? In fact, when St. Paul lists all the fruits of the Holy Spirit, he lists joy first. What's the fruit of the Holy Spirit? Well, it's something that comes about, it's something that grows from what? From a life that is deeply rooted in God. From a life that is deeply rooted in virtue. Right? So if our life, if our feet are planted, if you will, if our life is rooted in God, in virtue, in self-sacrifice, what is the fruit that that life then produces? Joy. It is a fruit that comes from God. Because everyone, I know I've been there where I'm thinking, I just need more joy in my life. It doesn't come from trying harder. It doesn't come through more effort. It comes from being more deeply rooted in God. That is a gift. And gifts from God aren't earned. They are not merited. Excuse me, they are merited. They are not earned. They are not deserved. They come from him freely. I don't think there's anyone here this morning that would say, Father, I just don't want more joy. I don't want more joy, no. We all want it. And it comes from being rooted in God. Third point. I think it's always good to be aware for a person to know what is it in my life that robs me of joy? What is it that tries to sneak in there and take it away? That one moment I have it and then this comment comes, this person says this, this experience happens and all of a sudden, poof, it's gone. Just like that, we surrender it. I think it's good for all of us to know and to name who that is what that is, what that feels like, and then to reject that. And to say, I am not going to surrender my joy to this person. I am not going to surrender my joy to this situation. This is too important to me to give it away to someone else outside of me. Why would I do that? And yet we do. At least I do. True, authentic Christian joy, everyone, is rooted in God. 
It stands on his love. It comes from being in relationship with him. And it's your job and my job to know how to reject it. Because God, in these days especially, mandates us, commands us, tells us, rejoice, salvation is drawing near.